Welcome to the podcast series from the ESRC National Centre for Research Methods at the University of Southampton. In today's podcast, Dr Adam Whitworth from the University of Sheffield talks about the Small Area Estimation Network, which is seeking innovative ways to advance knowledge and understanding in small area estimation methodologies. The project is funded by the SRC's uh, National Centre for Research Methods call uh, and broadly what it's about is um, issues of small area estimation. It's, it's about trying to get data to small area geographies so you could imagine a neighbourhood for example. It's about trying to get uh, data to those geographies where they don't otherwise exist. And so a good example in the UK context for example would be income. Now, if you wanted to know about what are the incomes of neighbourhoods across the country, then there isn't really a, a very easy way to do that in terms of data. It's not collected in the uh, census, for example, and it's not within, well, it's not easily accessible within administrative records. And so essentially there are small area estimation as a way of primarily using survey data. If you go to the British Household Panel Survey, for example, we've got very good income data. It's just that it's clearly a sample, and so you can't get down to very small geographies. And so small area estimation is a way of borrowing um, strength and characteristics of individuals within the survey. And also, if you have that data at small area level, you can essentially uh, try and map people onto survey individuals, and pinch the income, essentially, and try and create estimates of something like income at small area geography. And that's used in lots of different ways, income, fear of crime, uh, health, uh, physical exercise, and so on and so on. So why is this sort of information um, and these sorts of methodologies, why are they important in the, in the broader context? Who's interested in them? So there's two things, I suppose, or, or possibly three. I mean, it's quite timely. Um, the first issue, I suppose, is the policy. I mean, policymakers want issues such as uh, information about things like income, things like fear of crime things like uh, healthy eating behaviours, are all the sorts of uh, indicators which small area estimation has been used to try and take survey data down to small area geographies. And by doing that, by getting those down to small area uh, level, you give policymakers much more geographical detail as to how their policies are uh, affecting those outcomes. And so you can, for example, run simulations of, okay, if we run these policies, how is it going to affect these outcomes at small geographies that we've estimated? So the one thing is it's giving policymakers more information, and that's primarily why policymakers, of course, are interested in, in the technique to give them spatial information where it otherwise wouldn't be possible. Uh, the other thing, I suppose, in terms of the current context in the UK is what's going on with the census uh, primarily the Beyond 2011 project. So it's, it's not clear at the moment whether the census we've just had in 2011 in the UK will be the final census. Uh, and the Office for National Statistics are running a project called Beyond 2011, which is essentially looking at potential um, challenges, opportunities, alternatives to a census. The census clearly is a very expensive exercise, but it's a, it, it's a comprehensive exercise in terms of the small area data that it gives you. And so small area estimation becomes increasingly important uh, in a context where we might not have a future census and so there's possibilities with, with just using administrative uh, routine data but there's also possibilities potentially in terms of what small area estimation can can bring to the table in a potentially post-census world. So what contribution is the network making to discussions around this uh, this issue, these, these areas? What the network is looking to do in particular is, so you've got the broad methodologies of small area estimation, there's lots of different ways of doing it. Essentially, all the different methods are tr trying to get at the same thing, but there's various different ways of doing it. 
And what the network is doing is bringing those different methodological approaches to small area estimation together in a way which, which is it's done surprisingly infrequently. So it's a re- been a really nice opportunity. We've got about 18 or 20 or so uh, academics. We've got people from the ONS Beyond 2011 uh, team as well involved. It's about bringing those people together to exchange methodological approaches and expertise and ideas to try and piece things together and also to try and improve all of the methods that we're each separately using. The format of your network is uh, a number of events being held uh, throughout the year. You've had one already. Can you tell us a little bit about the sorts of things that we discussed there? Yes, yeah, so the first um, workshop, we've got three planned, as you say, over this 12-month period. Well, four, I suppose, because there's a training event at the end as well. Um, for postgraduate students or other other policymakers or, or academics at the end, but the three main events for the for the network itself, I suppose, um, we've had one of those, and that was very much about bringing people together. It's really surprising. There are two main approaches to small area estimation. One is talked about as a, a statistical approach, a regression based approach, which is carried out in a variety of different ways, but most people will be generally familiar with regression based approaches. You essentially run the regression in the survey, you try and take uh, identical covariate data for the small areas, and then you fit the coefficients to create your estimates, and there's a variety of ways around that. The other approach is a spatial microsimulation approach, which is, is, is much more about picking people from the survey, picking households, uh, and there's a variety of ways of, of doing that and weighting cases. But, but they come from quite different camps in a sense, that the spatial microsimulation is much more associated with geographers, whereas the regression-based statistical approaches is clearly a more, more of a, a statistician's approach. And so in the first network, primarily what we were doing was bringing people together to try and map the expertise within the network and to try and one of the core aims of the network is to create conversations and connections between those two broad uh, methodological approaches. And so the first network was about identifying the challenges and the possibilities and the connections. And it was really interesting. What we found is these are people who very often aren't brought together within the same room. I mean, even within the spatial microsimulation approach, for example, as with the, the statistical approach, there's different approaches within that. And those people don't often talk in great detail about the work. And so what we identified is there's, there's actually lots of similarities and lots of overlaps. Uh, and so what we're looking to do in the second and the third is to continue those conversations and to identify really how we can, of course, what this is about is how we can improve the methods, how we can improve the estimates, how can we make them more robust, how can we tighten the confidence intervals around them, how can we make them more geographically specific and therefore more accurate. One of the things that's, that's striking about the network is, uh, as you say, not, not only different people's approaches, but their, their expertise and, and where they're from. This is, this is a worldwide network, effectively, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, we are very fortunate uh, from a budgetary point of view in that the UK is very strong in this area and so we have got really strong expertise in the UK so we've got like I say we've got about 18 people or so and five or six of those are international so we have people coming over from Ireland from uh, from Athens from Australia colleagues who are experts in a particular methodology out in Australia we have colleagues from from Japan bringing that expertise from 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 Japanese context so it is very much an international uh, network as well trying to draw the expertise um, from, from around the world. Tell us a little bit about the training event that you've got organised for the end of the network. What we're wanting to do as well is to um, to share the, the learning within the network, I suppose, and to share the expertise within the network in a training event, which will, roughly speaking, it's a, it will end, the network will finish about April, May time, 2013. And so after the third and final meeting, we'll have a, a day, possibly two-day training event. And that will be... Um, 
but be free and and open, and that's I suppose aimed primarily at um, academic colleagues or policy colleagues who are interested in opportunities. Uh, clearly, there's some policy connections within people like the ONS and the Beyond 2011 team. That I mean, they're already involved in the network, um, as well as PhD students. So it'll really be a training, making people aware of what the method is, and also going into some detail, not only about the different possible methodological approaches and ha- and actually how to implement them, but also what we've learned over the year. How how do these methods connect to each other? How can we uh, improve our estimates? What are the sort of issues and challenges for people to think about if they if they're using small area estimation themselves? Dr Adam Whitworth was talking to Chris Garrington about the ESRC-NCRM Small Area Estimation Network. More information about the project and the forthcoming workshop are available via Adam Whitworth's page on the University of Sheffield website.